This is the Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Jeff Hancher here, and I am on a relentless mission to help everyone lead, inspire, and win in this life. Listen, before we jump into today's show, I wanted to invite you all to be a part of our performance management workshop that's going to be held in Pittsburgh, February 9th, 2023, right here in Pittsburgh, live event. The Performance Management Workshop, it is by far our most popular leadership workshop that we offer. Uh, Up until recently, I only did it within organizations, but now we are opening it up to the world. Uh, Our our inaugural performance management workshop that happened back in the summer of 2022, man, we had people from all over the place. We had people from Texas, from Mexico, uh, all over, and it was exciting, and I hope that you can be a part of it. A little bit about Performance Management Workshop, very immersive session where as a participant, you can expect training on how to identify issues that require a tough conversation, uh, how to build confidence when these tough conversations are required. We're going to talk to you about the four types of feedback that you have to know and know how to use each of the four types of feedback when you need to have performance management discussions. We're also going to teach you a technique called the situation behavior impact technique and how to execute it. And lastly, we're going to give you five questions that every leader must know to give swift and immediate feedback. These questions really set the table for the future and hold people accountable for right where they are. In all of my years of leadership and succession planning, I can tell you one of the biggest misses in leadership is challenging leadership. I always say that you either need to stretch people or you need to shrink vision. So many times we get concerned with stretching people, holding people accountable, and frankly, it's because we just don't know how or we lack the confidence. Our performance management workshop, it's going to equip you with the tools to set great expectations, provide great feedback, and hold people accountable. I hope to see you there. I hope to see you there if you're a leader that is looking to increase your confidence, create a culture of engagement, and earn the right to hold people accountable. This is a workshop for you. If you want to register, please go to jeffhancher.com forward slash event. That's jeffhancher.com forward slash event. Also, if you are flying in from out of town, make sure that you reach out to us. Let us know that you're coming. We are planning a special VIP dinner event the night before for our out-of-town guests. So make sure you let us know if you're flying in or driving in from out of town and you're staying at the hotel. I hope to see you all there in February 2023 Performance Management. All right, let's let's jump into today's show. This one, uh, man, I really put pen to paper on this one, and I am very excited to talk through it. We're going to talk today about focusing on your internal leadership. Every day, leadership challenges are going to come for you, all sides, around every corner, and even from within. Every challenge that we have as leaders, we have to see it as an opportunity. It's a chance to learn about you, yourself, what's driving you internally. 
It, these challenges give you an opportunity to improve your skills, to strengthen yourself as a leader, and to be more effective. But what I find is sometimes as leaders, especially low-tenured leaders, we are our own worst enemies. We, we uh, can get really good sometimes at creating more adversity for ourselves that's even necessary. And this is this internal leadership thing that I want to talk about. That's where we need to start. We need to start with internal leadership challenges that we're all going to likely face, and many of you have already, and you're navigating them even now. There are several of these internal leadership challenges that we face, and and look, there's lists of them that can poison our effectiveness. But today on the show, I just wanted to address a few that I see most often, and I want to bring some awareness to these. And as I'm talking about these, uh, we're we're only going to do a handful today. I want you really thinking about where you are on the spectrum of this internal leadership challenge, possibly. Let's get started with the first one. The first one that I see so often is the challenge to stay humble. And that might be a dagger because, I mean, of course, it would be nobody listening to this show. I mean, we're all humble and above reproach and we all do it well. But this is a great self-awareness moment. When, you, when you're in a position of leadership, it can be very easy to start believing your own press. Maybe things are going great. You're hearing accolades. Hey, you're amazing. Gosh, you know, you're the best thing ever. It's easy to start believing that all the success is your doing. That maybe, just maybe, it's you who deserves the credit for your organization's greatest accomplishments. I mean, everything rises and falls with me, right? I'm kind of a big deal around here. Look at all that I've done. But you don't need, to, you don't need us to tell you that the arrogant leader is not someone that we want to follow. That's a leader who alienates their team. They cause conflict. They incite drama, none of which is healthy for an organization, surely not healthy for your leadership brand. Nobody sets out in leadership on day one and says, my future leadership goal is to be arrogant and, uh, you know, segregate myself from the entire team. Nobody sets out that way. As a matter of fact, I would say most leaders start out very humble. I'm going to be a servant leader. It's going to be about the people, you know, as, as the people go, so goes the results. Like we get it. But there's this, there's this crazy thing that happens over time that causes leaders to fall into this trap, that they fall into a lack of humility, and they start becoming a little bit arrogant. And I'm going to tell you, this is a huge risk for us all and something that I want us to really, really be thinking about. I'm going to give you a few signs that, that you might be slipping into arrogance and you've surpassed your once leadership confidence. The first one is this, and maybe some of these will resonate. Instead of looking for ways to serve your team, you're looking for ways your team can serve you. Uh-oh. Instead of owning poor results, you're spinning the poor results and saying it's somebody else's fault. Instead of shielding your team from blame, you're exposing your team to blame. Uh-oh. Now, look, nobody's setting out to do these things, right? But if any of these things are resonating with you, 
you might be falling into this trap. Instead of deflecting praise, you're absorbing it. Yeah, tell me how great I am. I know, this is amazing. Look how big my corner office is. I got preferred parking. I want another trophy. Everybody loves me. You start absorbing praise instead of deflecting praise. Instead of focusing on your team's goals, you start focusing on personal achievement. Instead of engaging your team, you're starting to drive your team. You're not engaging them. You're driving them. You're pushing them. You're prodding them. You're poking them. Instead of being the first to listen, you're starting to become the first to talk. Because if I wanted to hear you talk, I would ask. I'm kind of a big deal. When I talk, people listen. Magic comes out of my mouth when I speak. I get it. I get it. Maybe instead of learning and developing, you start, you're starting to rest and you're starting to become stagnant. What else is there for you to learn, by the way? Instead of leading from your passion, you're starting to lead from your position. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big deal now. I'm the director. I'm the head of the department. I'm whatever it might be. The passion that got you there is starting to fade and you loving your position. Instead of an open door policy, you're now using an invitation only policy. Uh, you you got to get on my calendar. Now, look, I'm all about managing time. But you remember the day whenever you said, look, I, it's an open door here. And then maybe you shut the door. I remember telling a leader one time, this is not even an exaggeration. I won't even say the market in fear of their listening. But I told him, I said, if I keep getting this kind of feedback from your team, I'm literally going to take the door off the hinges. And I was not joking. I, 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 the door needed to come off. He would say, well, I'm, I'm just so busy. I got so much to do. I got reports and I got deadlines and I got all of this stuff, which is all true. <clears throat> busy guy. But you, you, you start to seclude yourself like you're, you're above people. You're better than people. I don't have time for you. A closed door is not a healthy thing. It's a sign of arrogance. Whether you're arrogant or not, people are going to perceive it this way. The best leaders are humble leaders. They know that leadership is about influence, impact, not authority. They recognize the value of the team around them, and they reap the rewards of a team that respects their character and willingly works alongside them to reach a common goal. It can be a challenge to stay humble as a leader. That's why we're talking about it. But it's an essential leadership quality, and it's worth fighting for. If you've slipped into this arrogance, you're not a bad person. We're talking about it because it's a common thing that happens with leaders. You're not a bad person. You're just falling into the trap. Be aware of these internal leadership challenges and how they may be impacting your brand. The second one that I think is a big internal leadership challenge is self-confidence. And it's kind of funny following that up from arrogance, right? I get it. We just said you have to fight to stay humble, and this sounds a little like the opposite. But having self-confidence isn't the opposite of humility. It's healthy. Self-confidence is healthy. It's not arrogance. I, I, it's this uh, swagger, if you will. And I define swagger as this line where self, extreme self-confidence meets arrogance. I think that's a good line to live on, but not an inch over that line. The problem is most leaders, if we're honest about it, struggle with self-doubt to some way, shape, or form. And the more you succeed, the more you're likely to wrestle with those kind of feelings. 
that that you're not who people really think you are. And maybe I'm I'm talking into the microphone to myself today. Because I, I have I have been challenged with this my entire leadership career, whether it was at corporate, pushing out of corporate, starting my own company. It's like, what the heck am I doing? What if they what if they really find out I'm not qualified for this? And on down the line, this is known as imposter syndrome, and it can be particularly painful and a big challenge for many leaders because it creates so much self-doubt. It can cripple your ability to inspire people, motivate them, serve them. It will kill you. That's why healthy self-confidence, it's an essential characteristic of leadership. Where humility on the other side, it's all about knowing you're not the center of the universe. And if you needed to hear it, there you have it. You're not. Self-confidence means understanding that you bring value to the universe. Let me say that again. You're not the center of the universe, but I'm confident enough to know that I bring value to the universe. And the universe is better than I'm here, right? That's not arrogant. That's confident. It's about quieting this internal voice that tells you you're failing. You're not good enough. You know what you are? You're a fraud. If they find you out, oh my. Here's some steps that have helped me to become a more confident leader. One, be a student of leadership. Take a course, read the book, study great leaders, learn what leaders do and don't do. Learn great leadership framework. Learn the tools and skills required to lead. The more you know about a subject, including leadership, the more confident that you will be. Skill building matters. You know, I love what John Maxwell says when he gets the question, are are leaders born or made? And he said, I haven't met a leader yet that wasn't born. It's so true. Here's the thing. Leadership is a skill. You're born with gifts. It's our job to develop the skills. The good Lord gives us gifts. But it's our job to hone the skills, hone your leadership skills, read the book, but, but get over it, right? Then there's other things you got to do. You can't just read the book. You can't read Tiger Woods' golf book and go, you know, uh, be on the PGA Tour. The second thing you have to do is you have to network with other leaders. This is this caught versus taught. Go read the book, teach, learn, but then go catch it. It's good to learn about leadership from courses and reading And I hope you all come to the performance management workshop. But putting those ideas into practice is hard and mistakes are going to be made. Having a network, a support group of peers is a healthy way to share common real world challenges. It's exactly why we have the leadership development group. We have dozens of leaders that jump on this every single month, and we talk about tried and true principles that have withstood the test of time, and we talk about real-life challenges that are happening right now, and we have groups of leaders that are just sharpening one another, sharing with one another, being vulnerable with one another. It's why our leadership development group exists, so that we can network with other leaders and grow and get around people that have been where we want to be. It will give you the knowledge that I'm not the only one that feels this way. Okay, maybe I'm not crazy. Maybe other leaders are having the same problem. Maybe other leaders have fallen into the trap and they can save me from falling into it. You have to network with other leaders. Another great way to build confidence is to develop very realistic self-awareness. 
Knowing your leadership strengths will give you confidence, and facing up to your development needs and owning them will help you determine what you need to focus on to get better. Now, look, I'm not a big fan of you're only as good as your weakest link. I think it's garbage. But what you can do is know what you're good at and what you're not so that you can double down on what you're good at, potentially delegate what you're not good at, but you have to have self-awareness one way or the other because once you know, then you can own it. Feedback will give a leader realistic self-awareness. Plus, leaders who ask for feedback are seen as more confident than those that don't. This gets back to this vulnerability. You know, if you're if you're uber confident as a leader and you don't have any problem going and asking the people that report to you questions, hey, I'm hoping you can help me with this. Man, that's that's not that screams confidence. I don't, I don't need to have all the answers. I don't need to fake it till I make it. The other thing, and this is going to be another Mr. Obvious moment from the Champion Forum podcast, a great way to start building your self-confidence as a leader is to look confident. Okay, well, what, what do you mean by that? Well, it's kind of relative, but here's some general principles. And look, I don't make the rules, guys. So listen, this is life rules. Pay attention to your physical appearance. If you, if you need to lose a few pounds, lose them. Get in a little better shape. Buy a new pair of glasses. You know the pair that have the tape that's holding the middle? Like, get, get a new pair. Stay, stay up on trends. Maybe you need a new hairstyle. Maybe you need to go get a new suit, uh, you know, since the, the velvet went out in the 70s. Maybe you need to get a new pair of shoes. Maybe you need to shine them uh, more often. All of these types of things can make you feel and look more confident. There is there is a, an innateness in us that when we we feel when we look good, we feel good. Now that's relative to your opinion. I'm not even saying maybe your industry you don't need to wear a suit. Maybe it's a nice pair of designer jeans. Maybe it's shorts. I don't know what it is, but hear my heart in saying that when you look confident, you're going to feel more confident. When you look confident, you have a posture about you. You make eye contact. You don't look miserable. You smile. You use a firm grip when you shake hands. There's ways to give off confidence. Study it. Get around it. Think about that person right now that you know that you're just like, dang, when they show up in a room, like you can feel that person show up. Study that person. How do they carry themselves? What do they do with their hands? How do they move about the room? What's their body language saying? What do they look like? And I'm not saying you have to look some type of way to be confident. So again, you know, no hate mail needed. You can wear Birkenstocks to a meeting for all I care. But the point is, is that you got to show up and look the part. The other thing that you have to do to be a confident leader is you have to develop your EQ, your emotional intelligence. Self-confidence is the mark of an emotionally intelligent leader. EQ isn't something you are born with. It can be learned, it can be developed, and you have to have it. This is the, this is the people skills of life, and this isn't new. Um, look, if you haven't already read it, go read the book, Emotional Intelligence 2.0. It's amazing. But let's go back to some OG, like Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Like, this is like, th- this isn't new. We just defined it. We, we gave it a title now, right? But knowing how to interface with people, this gives you great confidence because then it's not about the environment. 
Don't ever be the leader that when everything is good, you're confident, but when all hell breaks loose, you get rattled. No, you can put me anywhere, performing team, underperforming team, all kind of different personalities, whatever it might be, I have the EQ that gives me the confidence to know how to navigate. We would also, our team would love to come into your organization and provide an EQ workshop for your leaders. This is by far one of the greatest things that you can do. Yeah, go read, go read Emotional Intelligence 2.0, but offer your leaders practical training on how to get better at this. If this is you, you want to learn more, info at jeffhancher.com. The, the other thing that I want to talk about, about confidence, and this might seem counterintuitive, ask other people for help. The most confident leaders do this so well. They don't have this fake it till you make it. Confident leaders know what they know, and they know what they don't know, and they're not afraid to ask for help. They draw on the talents of others without feeling threatened. And I will tell you, this piece of confidence took me years because I kept bouncing from department to department, division to division, and I'm like, goodness sake, I don't know anything about these products, nothing else. These people are going to question why they ever put me into the role. I got to a place in my confidence that I knew that this was a gift, and I knew that people had answers that I needed, and I knew it was a great way to become vulnerable. When self-doubt says you're not enough, self-confidence will say, I am enough. Make sure that you are winning the battle of the mind as you build your leadership confidence muscles. Try some of these things out. The third thing that I want to talk about, and the last one as it relates to internal leadership challenges, is being vulnerable. So we're going to bring this back full circle because vulnerability is closely tied to humility, and it's equally important to great leadership. It takes a ton of intestinal fortitude to say, I was wrong. I was wrong. There's some of you listening right now that you couldn't even tell me when you said it last. It takes high emotional intelligence to admit your mistakes. Ask for feedback. Learn from criticism. If you're not able to ask for help, it can be a major hurdle to effective leadership. Well, why would I ever ask for help? Why would I say I was wrong? That's a sign of weakness. People are going to take advantage of me. Not if you're a strong, confident leader. Nobody's going to take advantage of you. Vulnerability, the root, the root of this is authenticity. Vulnerability is about authenticity. My man Brad here, my producer, we were talking about this uh, before we started recruiting or uh, recording about authenticity and about, you know, vulnerability. And I still I still have to put myself in check with this. We recently put up a couple of reels. One, I was wearing this silly like 1980s god awful Christmas sweater with a Santa hat and we had like Christmas trap music playing in the background we were just getting silly down here in the studio to promote something we had coming up and then we posted another reel that I literally I mean I was belly like crying laughing and I just sounded like a, a, a goober on this reel but I'm like I'm gonna post it because why not I will tell you the feedback that I got from those two posts were better than all the leadership gold that I'm dropping on y'all all every day. And I'm like, what gives? And Brad told me before, you know, we were talking about it and he said, people love authentic. Look, your stuff's good, Jeff. 
but people like authentic. You know, sometimes you might come off a little rigid and a little robotic. Like, let people know that you actually laugh. And it's like, okay, great idea. And and here we are. Like, okay, proof's in the pudding. People like vulnerable. People like authentic. And so I'm committed to looking like a goober more on Instagram for you all. I don't know what to say. Vulnerability is authentic. It means having an accurate picture of yourself. Knowing what gets you down and what keeps you going, being real about what you're feeling, engaging in honest conversations with your people, being willing to show that you are a human being. Here's a few thoughts on becoming more vulnerable. Apologize when you're wrong. Wow. Didn't they teach us this like in in kindergarten? Supervisors and other employees in leadership are not immune to mistakes. If you do something wrong, accept responsibility and apologize to your team. The other thing that you can do to be more vulnerable is get to know your team. I'm not here to tell you to pry into, you know, people's personal life, but make it a goal to learn a bit about everybody at your company, at your team. I'm not here to say if you have 50,000 people at your company that that's your mission, but but hear my heart in this. If you notice that an employee has a photo on their desk of their family or whatever it might be, offer a compliment. Offer feedback. Hey, uh, man, I- I'm so impressed that you managed to get three kids to look that good on the camera at one time. My kids never looked that good. Wow. Wow. They know. Wow. The boss noticed my, f- my family. He was talking to me about my, my children. Wow. They-, they might say, hey, thanks. But what might happen is they start to share a little bit about their family. Oh, wow. Wait, we're going to wait. You're, Jeff, you're telling me we're going to be human beings? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Crazy. They might say, yeah, you know, that little Johnny, he's a real firecracker. And next thing you know, they're talking about what? Their why? What, cares, what they care about most? What they're bleeding at the cubicle over? right? And you, you came to engage in that kind of way. I'm not saying go into an hour long conversation and pull Kleenex up. No, I'm not saying like, you know, pour a hot tea and have crumpets at the cube, but Hey, a little pass by a little humanity, not a bad idea. You can also share share some details about your personal life. Yeah. I remember when my Johnny was four. Oh my gosh. You know, he, he sucked his thumb till he was 10. I don't know what, But what it's saying is I'm human. I have kids too. I change dirty diapers, whatever it might be. The other way to get vulnerable is to share new ideas, share different ideas, be willing to push the envelope a little bit. It's easy to fall into a rut at work, especially if you or or your team hates change. However, sometimes change is necessary for growth. A vulnerable leader leans into this and they understand this. Even if they're scared to take risks, I'm telling you this, if you haven't been scared in a risk that you've taken as a leader, you're not doing it right. You are not doing leadership right. It's okay to tell coworkers and people that report to you, look, this might not work, but I think we should try it and see. You can, you can even explain that you don't have much experience with this new technique, but you're open to learning more about it with your team. Brad and I were talking about this very subject again before we hit record. We're going to start uh, sales groups, group coaching. And it's like, is it going to work? I don't know. I don't know. 
I mean, I'm not going into it cavalier. I mean, we whiteboarded the thing for every bit of two hours. Why would it work? Sales Academy, graduates, they need ongoing training. It should be effective. Is it worth time? What should I be saying no to? I don't have a crystal ball. I think it makes sense. I think it's a way to overserve our customers. But I'm, I'm big enough to sit in that business strategy meeting with my team and say, this might not work, but I think we should try. It's hard to do sometimes, which is why many leaders prefer to project in vulnerability. But that's a trap. I'm here to tell you that is a trap. Great leaders take the challenge to be vulnerable and they own it and they live it. Those are the three I wanted to share today. There's plenty more of them. But these three I really want you thinking about. There are plenty of external forces that can throw obstacles in your path. But most often, it's our own thoughts, our own feelings, and ways of reacting to situations that can create some of the biggest hurdles in leadership. Don't make it worse for yourself as a leader. There are many challenges we face in leadership, but never forget to always be pushing forward and winning the internal leadership game as well. I hope this episode challenged you all to look at these top three internal challenges. Assess the areas that you need to be intentional to solidify your leadership influence. Until next week, keep making big impact and never forget, you all have been set up to be champions in this life. The Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead. Inspire. Win. Win.